Well, hello, my friend. You are tuning into a brand spanking new episode of Tidepod. And if I'm being honest, today I am a little bit outside of my comfort zone. Uh, basically, you know that on this podcast, most of our content, 90% at least, is dedicated to teams and leadership and helping entrepreneurs build high-performing teams that they can really, really trust and just expand their reach, expand their impact in the world, right? Today's episode is like leadership adjacent. I will give it that. But basically, in a nutshell, a few weeks ago, I was a part of an experience. I attended a conference, which led me to joining this crazy mastermind, which I'll talk to you about in just a moment. But through that experience, I shared a little bit of the journey via Instagram, and I was encouraged to give you the full behind the scenes scoop, right? Like y'all asked me in the DMs. So here I am showing up to give you just my honest opinion and perspective around how this one event, just one event, and some of the circumstances surrounding it really led to a genuine change in the way that I show up for myself, in the way that I show up in my personal life, in my business as a leader, as a thought leader, and also as the direct leader to my own team within my company, right? So I figured if you asked, I was going to deliver and give you a little bit of behind the scenes around what my experience was with this major event and how it has really shaped, reshaped, I'll say reshaped a little bit around how I perceive myself as a leader and why I kind of stepped out on faith and joined a super high ticket mastermind as a result of this experience. So if you're ready to get some behind the scenes realness, go ahead, grab a seat, get cozy, grab your beverages, turn up the volume. Let's get into it. Hello, my friend, it's Tiana Tai, Team Dynamics Consultant and trained industrial organizational psychologist, helping you to become a better leader than your last boss. And right now you are tuning in to the go-to podcast for entrepreneurs building and leading teams, hiring, onboarding, management, or maybe you just want some general advice about building your business. Well, let me assure you, you are in the right place. So go ahead, crack open a fresh notebook because you are listening to Tipod. I've got to take just a quick second to ask you for a serious bit of support. Tipod would not be possible without your reviews, your comments, and just all of the positive feedback that we've been receiving so far. So if you haven't already, please go on, hit subscribe to make sure you're not missing out on any of this good and free content, and also be sure to leave a review. You may think that I'm not looking at them, but I swear to you, my friend, I read every single review and it just makes my heart so happy. So if you haven't already done so, Hit pause, leave a review, and then let's get back to the goodness. Okay, so how did I end up at this conference, Tiana? You didn't even say the name of the conference. My bad, y'all. So the conference that I attended just a few weeks ago was called Impact Weekend by Maya Elias. And in a nutshell, the conference is all about what it sounds like. It's about helping entrepreneurs make an impact in the world, right? So a lot of the content that you would typically expect in this sort of conference, you know, marketing and sales and messaging and all of these things, which to be honest with you, I'm quite familiar with. I've kind of 
been around the block a little bit in regards to just learning and continuing my own professional development. But what I will say is, especially with Rona and the way all that mess has been handled, I was definitely itching for an opportunity to make genuine connections with people, right? And I think it was a little over a year ago, a colleague of mine had mentioned Impact Weekend because it's local to Atlanta. I'm an Atlanta native. And so it was just like a really good fit. You know what I mean? And I had heard stories where people are like, this conference changed my life, all of the happy, happy, joy, joy stuff you hear when people are talking about experiences like this. And to me, it was just kind of a no brainer. I literally ended up, I believe I was paying on this conference monthly for like an entire year, to be honest with you. Right. And by the time the conference came around, Rona had disrupted all of our lives. Like, I believe I actually started paying for it and decided to attend before coronavirus got very, very serious. It was back in February of 2020, is my recollection. And so, as you know, the year progressed and just my life was, if if you've been around, you know, there's been a lot of just stuff happening, real life stuff, right? So, as I'm processing all of that, paying on this conference, Now it's been like a full calendar year. The conference is finally coming up. And to be honest, I wasn't really all that excited about it. (laughs) I'm just being, I'm just being completely transparent with you. It was one of those things where it was like in the moment, I was super hyped. By the time it came around, I was just like, oh, I suppose I'll go to this conference. (laughs) And as the weeks got closer and closer, I wanted to make sure my spirit was in the right place. I wanted to make sure, I don't like to like, as an introvert, especially. I don't particularly love to go into, you know, very loud, vibrant spaces that are literally what conferences are bred of, right? So I wanted to make sure I was in like a really good headspace to where I could get something out of the conference. You know what I mean? In my head, it was just like, okay, I'm not really all that excited. I don't really have like specific things that I want to work on necessarily, I mean, I definitely did within my business, but just like as I related it to what was going to get covered in the conference, I was just kind of like, eh. so I decided to journal. I have my journal right here next to me. And so I looked down, but I decided to journal for the last few days leading up to the conference and really set, um, set some affirmations, right? I really wanted to get myself, like I said, in the correct headspace. So I was just writing affirmations down about, you know, meeting the people that I was supposed to meet, building connections, having those aha moments, having those takeaways, nothing too serious, but I did want to be in a very positive headspace before I attended. So let's fast forward. What happened when your girl got there? It was a dang on good conference. I'm not going to sugarcoat, not going to tell you a lie. You know what I mean? I think it was not necessarily what you would expect out of a conference. I feel like a lot of the larger conferences tend to be super heavy on the inspiration. And you'll hear other professionals talking about, you know, we go to conferences for the experience, for the motivation, the inspiration, and the connections. We don't necessarily go to like learn content or learn new strategies and whatnot, right? That type of work is typically reserved for higher ticket services, Um, you know, masterminds and one-on-one coaching and all of that stuff. So nine times out of 10, I feel like in the professional capacity, we expect to go to conferences really to get a little kick in the pants, get a little inspiration and make some really great connections, which is great. What I found to be a little bit different about this conference 
was there was definitely a pretty high emphasis on actual work being done, right? So just like sporadically throughout the day, we had like a full agenda, workbook, doing the whole thing. And there would be pauses where like music is played. And it's not just, we definitely manifested. We definitely did like vision exercises and whatnot, like mindset matters. But I will say day two in particular, and then part of day three was very tied to doing very specific work. Everything from, you know, revamping the way you want to position your brand story to revenue mapping to, you know, creating a framework for a new offer, like all sorts of things. And we actually spent dedicated time where like the music was turned up and everybody was silent, writing in their books and then turning to their partners and discussing and kind of having like little mini mastermind sessions at the tables. So I thought that was kind of interesting. From my experience, a lot of conferences, like I said, are definitely higher on the inspiration. And I was like, oh, I'm actually getting some good work done. Like I'm actually brainstorming new content topics and whatnot. This is pretty valuable, you know? Um, I'm looking down at my notes to think what else I wanted to make sure to share. I think for me, beyond the fact that we did a lot of good work, one of the, I don't know, one of the realities, I'm trying to put this in like a good positive light because some people will hear this and they will misinterpret what I mean by this, but let me just speak it out without prefacing it too much. One of the realities of an event like this is that typically it's it's one event within a longer funnel, which is made to get the right people in the room to get the right people in whatever the offer is, right? And that's totally fine, totally respectable. So I say that to say I knew a pitch of some sort was coming, right? And it's kind of like when you watch a really good webinar and you know at the end there's going to be some sort of offer. And the offer is presented to genuinely help you elevate whatever the next level that you're trying to get to, right? So I say all that to say I knew a pitch was coming and I won't tell you a lie. From day one of the conference, I was like, yeah, a pitch is going to come at the end of this and I have no desire. These are my objections, like time, money, all sorts of things. And I was just like, "Mm -mm, it's not for me, but I'm enjoying my time at this conference. I'm enjoying the connections I'm making. It's all good. It's copacetic, right? And when the pitch happened, still, I was like, "Mm -mm, not for me. Ended up going to dinner with some people later that night whole shebang literally was like, no, it's not for me. But you know, when it's like some objections are incredibly valid and you know, when you have an objection, but you can feel the pull in your spirit, right? You can feel the pull that's pulling you towards this thing, pulling you towards this experience, pulling you towards this opportunity, but you're holding on really tight to some objection. I don't care whether it's time, money, personal relationships, professional relationships, it could be all sorts of things. But whatever that objection is that you know that you're really holding on to, that is what I was experiencing, right? And again, some objections are genuinely valid, okay? I'm not trying to discredit that. But sometimes we can feel it in our spirit when we're holding on really, really tight to something even though in the back of our head, like that voice that's speaking to us is like, you can overcome that. 
pause for dramatic effect. Cause that's how it felt to me. Right. I was like, mm, nope, I'm good. I'm good over here in my little corner. I'm good over here in my zone. I'm comfortable. I've got things planned. I've got strategies out the wazoo. I don't need what they're putting down, but I was being pulled. I was continuously being pulled from a spirit perspective. It's not like they were being super aggressive or like I was being pushed into anything. No, no, no. Literally from a spirit perspective, I was being pulled. Right. And I very much struggled with that. I'm not going to tell you a lie. Like when I said I, I held my objections strong, y'all, I held them really, really strong. Okay. And I don't really want to get into the nuance of them, but it, it doesn't matter. Just imagine whatever it is in your mind that you would be holding on to. That was me. And I'm trying to remember what happened. I ended up going to dinner with some really lovely women that I had met throughout the conference and they were just talking about their experience. Some of them, you know, took up the offer. Some of them did not. Everyone's having a great time. And when someone asked me about, you know, just my perspective on things and whether or not I was interested in the offer or not interested, I felt so stuck, to be honest with you. And I felt really cornered because I felt like I knew that even if I expressed my objection, I knew that it was going to be like very quickly debunked, basically. <laughs> like I knew that they would see right through me and they, these women didn't even know me. I went into this conference not having personal connections, relationships with like anybody, not on a deep level where people really know me, right? And when I say I spoke up about, you know, just like the things that I was feeling and the pull that I was feeling, but what was holding me back, they did not push me, but they essentially were just like, I want you to go talk to one of the coaches because Maya has some co-coaches that support during the conference and whatnot. So I ended up going and speaking to one of the coaches. And actually, I believe if you watch the video recap from the conference, you will see a super brief, I'm going to say really, really brief clip of me like crying, talking to a coach in a lobby. <laughs> Because I'm telling y'all, like, that's how, like, oh, I was just so rigid holding on to my objection. So when I had to, like, bring it up on my own accord, it just kind of broke something in me. And, like, the floodgates opened up. I was super uncomfortable because I don't, I'm not really that vulnerable of a person with strangers, to be honest with you. Like, the only person that really sees me at my most vulnerable is my husband. Do you know what I'm saying? So... After having that experience, I ended up, I did not just like go and sign up for the offer, sign up for the mastermind, didn't do that. The coach that I spoke to actually encouraged me to do this journal prompt and I answered some questions and was kind of like reframing my own narrative within my head. And I worked on that for 20 or 30 minutes, like in the middle of this conference. That's how real this got for me, y'all. And I remember finishing the prompt, going to find that coach that I had spoken to, and we literally dipped out in the middle of the programming for this conference and went and had like another 30-minute conversation just around what I was feeling, all the things, blah, blah, blah. And from there, I just took some time to kind of process and reflect and think about it. And lo and behold, I did end up joining the one of the offers that was presented the day before I ended up joining. Actually, I believe it's the like it's the second tier of the offer. I joined the mastermind itself. Right. I joined uh, the Built to Impact Mastermind with Maya Elias and super terrifying, if I'm being honest with you, like it's a very high ticket program. 
very, very intimate container. It's long-term. It lasts for an entire calendar year. Um, I have never been a part of a mastermind that is this long-term with such an intimate group of women. And it scared the living daylights out of me. And if I'm being honest, still a little scared. And I'm in like the beginning stages of it, right? But I want to talk for a moment around like, again, what that shift really did for me, for the way that I show up as a leader, just as an industry leader and as a literal leader within my own company, right? It's a lot to kind of put into words. I feel like one, everybody knows when you make an investment, you tend to kind of just show up different and that's totally valid. But I think for me, it was more of a personal exercise in learning to process through things rather than going around things. Cause that's kind of my tendency is like something's object, you know, there's uh, an obstacle in the path and I'll go around it. But sometimes we have to go through, we have to go through the storm, through whatever the trial or tribulation is, whether it's the money, uh, the time commitment, personal relationships, professional relationships, anything that would potentially be impacted by whatever you feel pulled towards Instead of going around the obstacle for me personally, I found that I really had to move through it. And honestly, if I'm being transparent with you, that's going to be a continuous evolution. There will probably be like a recap episode <laughs> after the next year when this you know whole shebang kind of wraps and I'm reflecting on my growth again through this because my obstacles the things that were really like holding me back from taking this leap and, you know, really embracing this opportunity that I know down to my toes, my friend, I know that this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing right now. But when I say them objections, they hit so hard, right? And again, for me personally, it really is going to be an exercise of moving through my own objections and my own obstacles in real time. And something that I, I really want to leave everyone with as you're listening to this is even if it feels like one decision, right? So let me break it down. The decision I had to make was, do I want to join this mastermind, right? That was my decision. That was the offer presented to me. My spirit was like, heck yes, you do, my friend. You need to join like yesterday. My logic was like, mm, not for you. We've got, there's there's money involved. There's relationships involved. Mm-mm, stay back, leave it alone. You can, you know, find another opportunity later when things are more settled, blah, 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 blah. And it's just kind of BS, to be honest with you, for me. And I knew, again, it's like, it's kind of like love, which sounds so stupid. But when you know that you're supposed to be doing something, you know. Like there's a very physical, for me, there's a very physical reality to my spirit and everything kind of being aligned with a particular opportunity. Hey, human design people, maybe that's because I'm a manifesting generator. I know there's something about those nuances wrapped up in there. I'm just not super familiar with HD work yet, Um, but I know that that's kind of wrapped up in there. But like when I know, I know physically, like I can feel it in my gut, right? And yeah, just needing to process through everything in a very real and like time sensitive way. So I did my mini session of processing live at the conference. And then I took a few more moments to think about things to myself. 
ended up joining. The next day I had to do some more processing because those same objections creeped back up. I had a period of super excitement where I'm like, yeah, we're doing this. And then guess what? A few days later, some of the same objections, just, you know, wearing a different outfit creeped back up. Right. So that's my point in saying that you can take a leap and you can make a decision that you know you're being pulled towards. And that doesn't necessarily mean that's the last leap you have to take. Right. I feel like sometimes we we kind of romanticize taking that leap, taking that plunge, taking that big step. And we forget that there are a gazillion little steps that have to be taken after that. And that is probably the biggest thing this experience has taught me and will continue to teach me, which is you can be brave and courageous and show up in one season. And as you continue to move through whatever you're moving through, you're going to get continuously pushed up against some things and it's going to resurface. And I don't know how spiritual you are. I'm very spiritual, but like in my family, we always say when the same patterns keep arising and the same things keep popping up in your life, it's because God is trying to teach you something. It's because the higher power is trying to teach you a lesson. And it's really, really important that we continue again, take the leap, but then take the little steps every time something pops up, keep having those really small moments of courage. I swear to you. And again, I don't, I'm not putting all my business out there. My objections is my objections. You know what I'm saying? But I swear to you, even since taking the leap during the conference and signing up for the mastermind, I have taken at least realistically six small steps since the leap, six where I felt tested or a little unsure or something like real popped up or a conversation had to be had or what have you. So again, it just does not necessarily end, right? Everything's a journey and I'm getting like really philosophical right now, but that is probably, excuse me, my phone. That's probably the biggest lesson that I am taking away from this experience as a whole. And I didn't make a super direct, you know, through line to how that's impacted my leadership, but I think you can feel it. I think you can probably feel the way that having that courage and having that inner strength to do the scariest things makes you show up differently in your business. It does. The way I'm showing up on social media, the way I'm showing up with my clients, it's just a little different. I've got like this, you know, this confidence behind me because I'm like, I did something scary. I can do this too, right? Showing up with my team, Absolutely. I had a conversation with my team member shortly after the conference where she mentioned to me that she was feeling called to take different leaps in her life. And she was feeling like she was allowing little objections that she was holding on really tight to, to hold her back. And so we had a really open and frank conversation around how freaking scary it is. Like, let's not sugarcoat this. I literally was in a lobby crying to a stranger, y'all. Like these leaps that we are always talking about and romanticizing, to be honest, for me personally, they don't feel good in the moment. They don't, not at all. But I'm incredibly proud of myself afterwards. And that feeling cannot be matched, right? So I said a lot of words. I'm like waxing poetic now, waning poetic, waxing poetic, whichever. I'm being all philosophical now, but in a nutshell, that was my experience attending this conference, attending Impact Weekend, 
feeling the call, feeling the pull to join this intimate mastermind and just what my kind of not emotional roller coaster, but just what I've been feeling, thinking, processing through after that. And as you can see, I mean, I feel good. I look good. I feel good. Business is good. Life is good. Um, but I do think it makes a really, really big difference. It just does. So I hope you enjoyed this little behind the scenes look at just like what my actual experience was like, what I thought of the conference itself and what shift it really made within my, just the way I'm showing up in the world. So I will talk to you on the next episode of Tide Pod.